Right around Australia, wherever you might be, a very warm welcome to you. If you're listening via SCN Track, good morning to you. If you're watching, even better. Labrokes Live 1 right around the nation. Group 1 Racing, as always, a huge weekend ahead of us. Sydney and Melbourne, we are pumped up. We're excited for about 15 different reasons. But the first one is Campbell Brown ain't here. Now, I will be honest and transparent, as we always are on SCN Track. We don't know where he is. We know that for Ladbrokes, he went to Launceston on Monday, and yet... He's not back. But he did text me last night. He said, if you're going to replace me, find someone who's a better bloke, better looking, and knows someone about horse racing a little more than I do. And I said, well, that narrows the field down to about $2 million. Oh. But in the end, we got to the top of the list. We got to uh, our man, Mick Kent Jr. is in the house. Hello, buddy. Hello, Cam. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. I've got big, big shoes to fill. Massive <laughs> shoes to fill. <laughs> there's, there's good... Good and bad parts of this show that Brownie brings. So we'll see which one you feel. But uh, really excited to have you here, man. Can't wait to get into what's a big weekend of racing. It is. Massive week. I love the autumn. Mm. It's almost uh, more exciting than the spring carnival. Uh, you got Sydney, Melbourne. If you can't be on track, well, what's better than being at home and flicking the channel between the two, uh, two states? And we've got a big day ourselves for our state. Yes. We've got 10 runners at Flemington. So... Hopefully a winner somewhere, Quinny. Hopefully a couple of winners. That's the plan of attack. On a race day like this when you've got the 10 runners, is it all hands on deck? Do you have more staff working? Is there an extra spring in the step of the team because it's such a big day on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. Extra spring in the step. Uh, but it's very straightforward. We've got a great team. Everything's organised. Uh, you'll have one, one sort of groom per horse. And uh, Mick and I just uh, all day with saddles and owners. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the winner's room as well. I love the happy room. How good would it's it be? The best, I wish, oh, this the best is, room on course. It is. It's, it's my favourite place. Not that I get to go there a lot anymore. I need to get my fingers into more, more horses, I think. Dip the toes, I should say. Yes, we'll, we'll let that one slide <laughs> oh, through to really. the keeper. Well, on that note... No, she wasn't there, <laughs> so the, the, the baby... Just, just talk. Hey, a big, big congratulations. We're the first things first in a moment, but big congratulations to you. The Ladbrokes Tasmanian Summer Carnival wins. Great down in Tassie. You're a big part of it. The lunch on Tuesday went really well. The Calcutta, of course, brilliant on Wednesday, mate. How'd you find Launceston for a couple of days? Look, I absolutely loved it, and I'm not saying that because we're sponsoring the carnival. It's just so great to go down and work in Tassie because they just welcome you with mm. open arms. Everyone's just so happy happy they've got the carnival that people have come down for it that the horse racing was so terrific it's one of my favorite events of the year and hopefully i get to go back sooner rather than later uh, unbelievable you're not exactly a, a massive photo guy but i did notice you posted about eight photos and then posted 62 over the last three or four days that's I'm very unfair i posted four i posted, four. <laughs> I posted four. it was the same photo <laughs> four times for crying out loud gabby doxy hello to you hello Cam. lovely to see you <laughs> lovely to see you hey uh last saturday uh, I didn't bump into you on track, but I know you were ripping it apart upstairs. But, jeez, I could hear you when the, uh, the last got run. Yeah, an absolute <laughs> clinic by myself. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I like it. Sorry, I've got to give credit where credit's due. It was to a great, Yeah, to myself. Um, yeah, no, it was a great, great race, the last race. Revolution re remiss, I'm sorry. She mm -hmm. is just, she's so talented mm -hmm. and she's just tough. She mm -hmm. just keeps improving. I loved it. It, and you declared her on this very show 24 hours, in fact, 30 hours earlier. She'll go to a cool, more classic, you think, now? 1,500-metre suits her? I, I think so. Mm. Well, she sort of ran, ran, ran through the line and... And I, yeah, wherever she goes, she'll be dominant. The moment she was able to get and sit outside the leader with no pressure from that gate, the race felt over. Is that how you felt? Yes. 
That's what I thought yep, I could no, hear. No, she saw the winner. She looked the winner uh, a mile out. Yeah, so. I felt sick for Dad's horse. Uh, uh, Eternal Flame, oh. favourite, <laughs> out the back last. Terrible tactics by the old man. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, all the um, she's very talented and will have her day in the sun yeah. when uh, things go away. Yeah, in that type of situation too, uh, you know a hell of a lot more about horse racing than I do, but do, do you feel as soon as that happens that the race is almost probably done from a winning perspective with the, the way the track was playing out and the, the softest kind of lead they got up front? Exactly right. So on a good track at Caulfield, it is an advantage to be mm -hmm. in the first half of the field. So once... Uh, in a smallish field, she was out the back last. Uh, she wasn't too far away to start prior when she was very good in the well, the week before at Flemington. But, um, yeah, exactly. The winner was just too good, uh, takes luck out of the equation, up on pace and... Um, yeah, hard watch for punters of Eternal Flame. Just on that quickly, so like, uh, and it happens. It happens, and, and as a punter, and as here at SCN Track, if there's a there's a track that's playing a little bit particularly biased or, or, or one way, I feel that you just can't bet. You've got to change your betting strategy. But as a, as a trainer, do, do you sit down and try and nut out different tactics, or is it just too hard with a horse that particularly enjoys a certain pattern? Yeah. Um, well, we see Gay Waterhouse. She trains yeah. the horses to be on speed. Mm -hmm. um, some trainers like them ridden off, off speed. Um, Wallow would be a good example. They back, run on, back, run on, they peek into their preparation. Um, but once, um, you know, I'm, I just, when people are surprised about track pattern and bias, I, I get sick of it. I mean, it's Australia, we're in Australia, we're on good fast tracks. Yeah. Most tracks, uh, it's better to be on pace yeah. or in, in the first six. You'll get the occasional track where the fence is off and they're coming out wide, soft ground, but uh, people shouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, Caulfield, good three, warm day, um, get your horses out of the gates. I have a feeling the new Heath track, which got the tick yesterday, is probably going to be a little uh, leader bar. Yeah, it, it is. So they, yeah. they claim it's got a, a longer straight, yeah. but obviously you imagine being on the inside of mm. Caulfield, the, the, tur the turn is quite tight, mm. so you want to be in and uh, near the pace, and, and it, certainly in the trials so far, you can't, it, you can't make ground. I think Harry Coffey said it. he's ridden Morpherville Parks a few times and he's compared it to uh, probably similar, which is yeah. traditionally helpful to be on pace in that type of well, state as well. Stay tucked in and then come mm. out in the straight. Beautifully done. Let's get into it. First things first, right around the nation, all thanks to Ladbrokes. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast, first things first. What do you got for us? Harry Coffey. I think he's really going to gain momentum from that mm. la last week's win. Um, not only that, I, ever since I've, I've been down here a year working nearly every, every midweek race day, he has been at every single one of them, I believe. Mm. I don't think he's missed many. And Amazing. he's just working so hard, travels around. Like, I think he lives near Swan Hill, mm -hmm. I believe, and travels everywhere. Um, he's put in the hard work. He deserves it. And, um, yeah, I just think he's just going to keep keep growing from now. And, and I mean, he's always been good and supported by the McAvoys, but I think he's just going to get that more support um, from multiple stables. Spot on. And the fact that he's had so many challenges in life, there was an argument to be made that he wouldn't even be with us at this age. And the fact that he's not only here, he's not only healthy, he's an elite sportsman is quite incredible. And he's the most positive bloke around. Yeah. You would not find a better bloke in yeah. the jockey's room. He is a ripper. So uh, everyone loves seeing him win. And you make a great point. And he was saying they've tinkered with his medication as well. So now he can ride more and he can do more work. So as you just alluded to, it's not sort of, oh, he's here this day and here this day. He's riding everywhere every and anywhere. Every meeting. And every Monday, every, yeah. And, and just, just 
Absolutely. You, you try and drive four hours, not eat, not drink, I and know. be uh, dehydrated, and then drive four hours home again. And if you don't get a winner, yeah, it's tough. Well, he wouldn't know what that's like, like because every time he's gone <laughs> on the track, there's been winners. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, well, he obviously won the Launceston Cup, the Labros Launceston Cup, with a with a wonderful ride on a horse that was on, on the way up. Probably broke the hearts of many people on track who were trying to see history with the third straight Launceston Cup. But he, I, I would assume, without knowing, like, I know what your first thing's first is, and I've got a bit of an idea around it, but he, he, he'll probably go very close to that horse to win the Adelaide Cup in whenever they... When's Adelaide Cup? Two weeks? Three yeah, weeks? Yeah, the 11th of March. Yeah, so a couple of weeks away. So he's a, he's a man who knows how to win a, a Group 1 or a big race, not necessarily Group 1 with the Adelaide Cup, but in South Australia. But what I took out of that, Quinny, was Harry Coffey works hard. Gabby works hard. I did too. Yeah. I did no, notice. No, no, I've no, basically no. done yeah. every midweek race <laughs> yeah. in Victoria. Yeah. I'm glad you picked yeah, up on no, that. They dragged me over like breaking the big cash and then making me earn it. I think it was a little shot at me <laughs> for not working this hard and a little mm. bit of me time. Yeah. I'm tipping revolutionary this to win. I'm doing all the hard work. So well picked up, Cam. I'm yeah. sorry. I've given myself a wrap here, but I have to be you consistent. So I've got agreed. to produce today as well, even mm. though I did do, do well last week. It's all about consistency. So you're the hardest working person in the industry. Industry, and you're the best judge. I, I didn't say no that. No pressure. We should all give up. What are we doing here? I'd say that. Most certainly in Ladbrokes. When you're beating guys like Quinny and Hamilton, it's not overly hard, though. <laughs> uh, talk to me. First things first. I couldn't fly like Adam, though. It'd wear me down. Imagine every week you're going to a different country for a mm. different junk and it'd just get exhausted. You know where he is today? Uh, I'm guessing not in Australia. He's at the cricket in New Zealand. <laughs> Set the cricket news. That's you're, the phone. I had a phone call this morning. You're getting up there with the junkets, though. Me, I'm just. Uh, I haven't been on a junket yet. Time will come. To, do your 12 months probation, then <laughs> we'll see what we can do. What do you got? Okay. What I really do like is when there's linked bonuses between races because I love it when. Why are you smirking? But go on. Go on. I love it when there's a reason to follow a horse and follow. Like in the footy, you see these horses race here in. And I'll use a recent example, the Hobart Cup. Then they clash again in the Launceston Cup. I love it with the sprinters in Australia because you can follow the same horses over a couple of years and you know they're going to clash in this race and then this race in this race. And it takes us back to the glory days when we all started getting involved with the racing. Maybe Gabby's a fraction younger, but you had your Sunlines versus Northleys. You knew they were going to meet here and meet here. And you'd watch one race and you'd discuss, OK, but who's going to win the Cox Plate? Then you've got Lonro coming to town, the different form lines. So if you can create the horses having paths where... There might be one or two main clashes. I think it's fantastic. And the bonuses mean that a lot of these horses try and target it. And it adds to the interest around it. You mentioned Aurora's Symphony. $100,000 bonus for going the Hobart Cup, Launceston Cup double. Didn't complete it. But I think it got a lot of people talking about this horse because they knew, mm. tick here, tick here. They're doing a great job in the Northern Territory trying to do something similar around their cups. And I just like it. I don't care where the races are. I don't care what the bonus is. But something that drives a bit of interest and drives a bit of competitiveness between the participants. So just like, just, I love that. Everything you just said, I could not agree anymore with. But so last week when I suggested that Ladbrokes autumn triple crown idea where we give a million bonus to the jockey, the trainer and the owner and then you had an argument with me for six no, minutes. No, no, no. I, didn't, I didn't like your idea of shutting down the all-star all mile no, when well, it had just started. I didn't say we're shutting it down. I'm he said, what did he say? We called it the maturity all-star mile. No, he didn't say combine. Thank you. He said Thank get you, rid Gabby. of, get Gabby. rid of the 
the old star bar. Get rid of, but I just combine. Do you think they're going to get rid of the old? Do you think Racing Victoria said? We've just come well, up with this race. It wasn't now we're going to get rid of it. For a start, that's out of context. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'd be far-fetched idea that they'd get rid of it right mm. away. But I, yeah. My idea I'm, was to link the uh, have a have the 1400 metre race, the All on Blue Diamond Day, the All Star Mile is the Futurity All Star Mile over a mile, and then 2000 metres of the Australian Cup. Combine it, find yeah. ways to have an incentive I, bonus. I like I like that, and I think that's why the King Charles has worked in Sydney. Mm. It was already a a George Main or yep. a target race. It's a Group One, and it's become, um, you know, a very exciting race. This is a, it's a good race too. It's a shame we haven't got Fangirl coming yep. down. If you have Fangirl Brightside, Pride of Jenny, it's one for the ages. Yep. That's probably what's ruined the race this year. So, in other words, uh, Gabby, myself, who are huge horse racing people, we think it's a great idea. You don't, and then a superstar in the horse ranks thinks it's a great. So, there no, you go. I think what, what this sums up <laughs> is once again, it doesn't work when racing Victoria and racing New South Wales are not on the same. That's path. also true. We want to see the best horse race against mm -hmm. each other. We don't want Fangirl winning in Sydney at $1.50 and Mr. Brightside winning in Melbourne at $1.50 mm. when they could and should be competing on a grand final that day. But let's keep in mind, too, though, that uh, Sydney don't care because they're going to get them all for the Queen Elizabeth. So they would sit back and go, we, we've got our final. We've got our grand final at the end of, end but of the But Mr Brightside's not going to go for the Queen Elizabeth. I, I, I wouldn't be as certain. He, he, he may, I'm not saying he certainly goes, but I wouldn't be as certain he doesn't go there. OK, I thought so, the plan yeah. of attack was to go to the All-Star Mole, go to the Australian mm -hmm. Cup and then go to the paddock. Do you reckon? Possibly. But we'll see yeah. how he goes. He wins an Australian Cup by six lengths. They might have a little throw at it. Have you got a first things first? I want to talk about Hayasugi. Yes. I uh, love her. Um, so she is stabled right beside us at Clinton McDonald's. So mm. I see her walk past every single morning. What a story. So the breeder buys a mare online for $10,000 to a $10,000 um, stallion called Royal Meeting, uh, sells the foal for $47,500. Shane McGrath, James Bester, Michael Kerwin buy the foal. Clinton, I've just bought you a superstar. It's a foal? What do you mean? I tell, I'm telling you, it's a superstar. Two years later, She's in the stable. She's a rocket. Uh, she wins the, the preview by 0.1, wins the prelude by 0.1, and four wide, no cover, wins the Blue Diamond. Mm. Like, what a tough filly. She's built like a three-year-old colt, never leaves a note. Um, it's a great story uh, from a small stable that do a great job, and she's off the slipper. So, um, taking on the big uh, Storm Boy. Spot on. And Clinton McDonald, an absolute champion and a great trainer, just like his famous father, Roscoe. What's he been like during the course of the week? Absent, slow to move, <laughs> slow out of the barriers, because he doesn't mind celebrating a big win. Yeah, he doesn't mind celebrating after the loss, losing as well. <laughs> he just, he, he, he'd be one of the great guys to have a party with, yes. Clinton McDonald, um, and he backed the horse the whole way through. So oh. he had 1,000 on at 100 to 1, uh, mm. and then he backed it at, you know, early and then um, on the day as well again. He, just kept, he was so confident. He kept telling me this thing will not miss the top three, and uh, he collected a fortune. Um, so it was a big party. I think the, the bill was uh, high 20s at the uh, Bleak House in um, Port Melbourne. So um, there were margaritas and cocktails everywhere. Good. So, so yeah, she, she is also though, a filly that I actually appreciate the golden slipper and the amount of pressure that's up front. There was a fair bit of pressure with Spywire on, on Saturday. So the way she hit the line, she's going to be very hard to beat. Now, Storm Boy's clearly uh, your market leader and understandably, and we get to see him tomorrow. But she, she's right like she, she's right there when it comes to, to yeah. the golden slipper. Well, different league, obviously, going to Sydney. Mm -hmm. But I think this is one of the better crops we've had in the last few years, two-year-old-wise. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very deep blue diamond. She sat four deep, no cover, kept coming. Every race, she's only just won, but she's kept coming in the strong late. And... In a slipper, high pressure, that's what you want. Someone on his show last week, we have a segment called The Crystal Ball. I can't remember who it was, but it suggested that there'll be five 
individual Group 1 winners at last week's Blue Diamond. So we're one down, four to go. Who said that? Uh, it was me. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Because like, I think there's a lot of depth to this year's two-year-old. Hey, yeah, so claiming Can we name them? Or, yeah. He's claiming credit because someone won the race yeah. last week. <laughs> four to go. Is that right? Four to go. Yeah. Well, Can't count yeah. that. How did it got abandoned? <laughs> How did he got abandoned? So he's giving himself a paddle. Oh, I think I think the race was right. I think all four. <laughs> I think all four will win. I think the first four home will all win a group one. Okay, that's a good call. And I think Coleman will yeah. win the. Actually, that's a crystal ball, so I'll say that for later. Yeah, so that, yeah. yeah. Coleman, Coleman was tough. I mean, he came out of a small, yeah. uh, low pressure race. Then he's in amongst them, got buffeted, mm -hmm. knocked around. Unfair on him. He's a proper horse. Yep. And these is a proper horse. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. You might be right. No, I'd say group ones. It's before they. It is tough. I love the way, the, the, way the, way the girls dominated though in that race. Mm. It made me very happy. Yeah, they often do. They, they often do. Every, every, you know, they often do. Lady so, of Camelot right. was so tough. I was. Oh, really is it? That would, if, if Lady of Camelot had won, you would have almost tipped the card. You were even wearing the silks to commemorate the lot. Yeah. And on that, Gabe Waterhouse. She is the two-year-old queen. She cannot win that race. She was so close. I don't know. I still don't know how it got ran down. I know. Uh, just quickly, my first things first. I think the, the most intriguing, close, competitive race of the entire year is off the track. And it's a, the horse of the year, the Australian champion horse oh, of the yeah, year, good right? Question. So, fact is, we've got, without a fight, he won the Caulfield Melbourne Cup, yep. which rarely happens. It's been 22 years. It very rarely happens. And you were just automatically, and I was always in the corner that it'd be like, without a fight, is absolutely the horse of the year. But now, now I'm going to be conservative here. Uh, say Mr. Broadside doesn't win the Australian Cup, doesn't win another Group 1, but wins the All-Star Mile, he's a red-hot favourite. Over the season, he'll have five Group 1 wins, three Group 2, uh, Group 1 seconds, a Group 2 and an All-Star Mile, which is very comparable to Animo 12 months ago. And then we've got Imperatries. Let's give her one, because she'll win the William Reid. She's got five Group 1s and lays claim to maybe the best sprinter in the world. If that, and I'm being conservative around Brightside and in Peritries. No, go the other way. Don't be conservative. Okay. Say Brightside wins the All-Star Mile yeah. and the Australian Cup. Yes. And in Peritries so goes... So he'll have six group, one, six group one wins, three group one seconds, including none in the Labrokes Cox Plate where he beat everything but the international star, a group two and an All-Star Mile. And then Imperatrice comes out, wins at the Valley, yeah. and then goes and wins the TJ Smith up in Sydney. Well, she'll, she'll have six group ones, being undefeated and be the best sprinter How in, good. in the world. So where would you go? Which way That's would you lead? That's a great question. Great question. Which it's way would you lead? a great question. And you know the best thing? All three of them, mm -hmm. the last, I don't know how many years, ten, mm -hmm. would be automatic winners on the back of that CV. Nah. No, well, none of them would have beaten Winx. Oh, since Winx. So yeah. since Winx, yeah. any Agreed. of them... Agreed. Would have been just bang of oh, their automatic go. winners. And I, I think racing. Now I know there's always a we're not necessarily huge in this country where we jump on those those off the track awards, and understandably, but I, I think there's an opportunity here to try and get some there marketing is. around it. It is an, an it, it's an incredibly tough question. So who would and you it's give it to? Great for SEN track. Don't 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 no, no, I'll answer. But it's, it's yeah. great for SEN track sometimes if there's might be a Monday meeting mm -hmm. when there's a, a meeting called off and you've got extra time to chat where you can actually flesh out this conversation. Mm. And I love mm. genuine horse racing conversations yep. where it's not about the punt, it's not about, I oh, backed this, I got beat, it should have mm. won. It's about talking about the champions and celebrating the success. So I'll answer with two questions, who I think will win mm -hmm. and who I think should win. OK, go. I think... Now, provided he keeps Keep winning, I think Mr Brightside will win. Yeah. I think Imperatrice should win. OK. Gab? Yeah, if she continues on, I'd, mm -hmm. I'd be with Imperatrice. I don't think we can talk about hypotheticals, but mm. right here and now, what they've done, I go Mr. Brightside. Mm. Just, he, he's a champion. He just keeps buttering up and, uh, yeah, to do it at a, a variety of uh, distance ranges mm. um, adds merit too. I've got the best horse in the country right now. Would you 
yeah. lean that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And just keeps turning up. Uh, mm. like, like he has had two hard runs. He's so honest. Um, He's, a, he's an amazing story. Too. And it feels like a poll at SN underscore track. We'll get it up shortly. Who, who, we're going to ask the question, who leads right now? Because hypothetically, who leads is right the now? Is, you've got a word, who should win? Mm -hmm. Or who will win? Mm -hmm. Or who do you think should win? Okay, well, I think they're two Huey, different things. Again, you know I can't spell. So Huey will be able to take care of the caption on our socials. Yeah. And then from there, we'll move on. I got without a fight just in front of me. But you've got you you, just. you you think without a fight? I think without uh, a fight right now. I just think what he did, Caulfield Melbourne Cup, just yeah, doesn't really mate. get done. But not running in the autumn, he's going to hurt him when it comes to it at the end of it. Yeah, he was second, third up into those races. Yeah, he quite, was, yeah. quite extraordinary. But I think it's a race in two. Yeah, I, it feels because once the autumn's done, away we go. And you, we've got a, a superstar Everest winner. Is it, he's not even in the conversation. I know. It's Australian. It's Victor, Australian horse of the year. Australian horse. So of the then year. also you've got without a fight winning in Queensland as well. No, that was no, last June. season. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah we go. perfectly done. We're into it. First things first, done and dusted. We'll get into the racing next. We'll do it all thanks to Ladbrokes right around Australia. SEN Track, if you're listening, if you're watching Ladbrokes Live, good morning to you. We'll get stuck into the very elegant next. On a big Friday morning, good morning to you. Working our way through the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast Show. Get involved, 0499 736. 736. Just quickly, Gareth Hall, whose ears are painted on clearly, who is now trying to argue that Animo would beat Mr Brightside, which I'm not certain is actually the argument we're trying to have. I'm simply saying that Mr Brightside's resume stacks up to Animo, who won the award last year. Don't give Gareth a drive-by. No, what's a drive-by? Because he's now trying to blue that Animo v Mr Brightside, Animo would win, which he, we did see. Yeah, and he's right. Yeah, so he's, he's right. right. <laughs> so you apologise to Gareth. I would, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll apologise when he's right. So about just 2027. He was just right just then. No, because he's arguing. He, his argument is that Mr Brightside wouldn't beat Animo. Animo's been retired. He's been off servicing girls for, like, the last 12 months. Get me? No? No, I, I, I agree with Gary. Thank you. I oh, do you really? <laughs> OK, well, thanks to Ladbrokes. Let's get to the, uh, the very elegant market for what's going to be an interesting race. One horse race, according mm. to the punters here in Fangirl at the $1.50. Just fine is your next line at 8 bucks. Think it over for nice third at nines. Buckaroo, tens. Lindemann at 13 there. Anyone I missed that you want me to mention? Cascadian, 15. Yay or nay? Chips in on the double. Storm boy fangirl tomorrow. Make it, make it a treble. Another will at uh, Flemington as well. Yes. 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 That's mm. a good idea. It's about three fifty for the treble. Oh, I love yeah, it. Go. I love it. Someone's love got it. a little something for us. There that is go. good. I mean, they, sorry. They all should just win. All should win. Mm, feels yeah. it. Mm. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's. it's and you're walking out of here going, "This will be great," and then. Mm. Race day, you think, oh, I bet two of the three win. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're better short price favourites than um, Jimmy Starr was when he got yeah. there. I think they're more likely to oh, win. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, they, yeah. Especially fangirl, Storm Boy. I just, I think that's a great bet. It just, it, it's so interesting. We'll get, we might touch on Storm Boy in a moment and, and his price, but I, I just, I just don't, unless you're going to multi it up, you just don't, I just can't find Storm Boy. You just might as well just keep backing him into the Golden Slipper. And then rather than back him in these races. Yeah, it was three bucks for the slipper. Yeah, three so for the slipper. So, better off yeah. Just go, I'm just going to go all in and he's going to, because you'll continue shorten. If he does what we expect him to do tomorrow, then he's going to be even shorter and shorter and shorter. And we're going to get to race day and you're either going to take him on on race day at the price he may end up getting at. The, 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 it's such an interesting concept though, because Gay and Adrian are going to have like five horses that can actually win the golden slipper. It and it's, it's, it's nuts. And they're all going to go forward. So, like, does that, does that not help Storm Boy? I know he absorbs so much pressure. Like, it's such an incredible word. But just 
Fangirl will belt them. And I, I think that, as you said before, it'd be, it'd be cooler if they, w they weren't just running around. Mr Brightside and Fangirl at $1.40 in different states is beating Group 1 fields, but... I'd say she's going to do that again tomorrow. I just certainly agree. Is there I, a think she, I think she'll just drop them. Do you like a roughie for an exotic like you oh, found I last week you know, with, Buffalo, um, with Buffalo River? Well I done there as well. Thank you very much. I don't know. Can, can Cascadia, uh, I'm always aware of when he's there. He always just pops up mm -hmm. and runs well. So he wasn't overly good uh, last start, but I think, I think second up he can run a... You can run a, I don't know, pop into the placings, shall we say. But I'm not as confident as, say, Buffalo River. Mm. I, I think there's a certain exactor there, which we'll get to a little bit later in the show. But I think Fangirl will be Buckaroo. I think mm. that they, I'm, I'm interested on in Just Fine, who, of course, went through the grades, went through the grades, and then, of course, was able to get that Metrop and then d disappointing in in Melbourne in the uh, in the might and power. But uh, the, the, it'd be interesting to see. But I just just feel that she's just gonna just gonna wallop them. Yeah, she'll she'll win. I think Buckaroo. Second prep in Australia, mm. they always improve. He was very good first up. Yeah. Uh, draw one, hopefully he gets clear air. I think Just Fine is an obvious place bet at $1.80. Um, to your point, uh, it was disappointing, but he had a very tough prep, all first prep in Australia. He did an enormous job. Had a spell now. They do improve these horses second prep in Australia. Mm. He should get a pretty cruisy lead. So at a double the place, I think it's pretty safe. Just just on, just on this, when you're when you're when you got a horse and you're, and you're placing a horse, you look at Group One races or, or particular races. Does the horses scare you off? Like, do you, do you think there's people not going to certain Group One races because of Mr. Brightside and and Fangirl, or is it Group One? So let's just throw the horse in if we think it it can run mind. well. Do you ever think like, oh, we'll just, we'll just race, well, race for the money? I'll give prize. you a specific example. My favourite, Ayrton, runs well. We'll probably get in the call up to the All Star Mile. Would you take up that offer because he might run a really good third or fourth? Or would you think, well, hang on, Mr Brightside's going to win. We're wasting a bullet running him there, even though it is at Caulfield. Uh, he's end of the prep anyway, so he'd probably uh, go if he got a call up. It's Caulfield, which he loves, but can he beat Brightside? No, unless something goes seriously wrong. So, uh, But to your point, uh, as trainers, we're often trying to peak our horse into target races. So most horses against Fangirl... They've got to run because it's the obvious stepping stone to their mm. next target. Mm. There you go. Surround stakes. Let's have a look at it, which is a bit of a interesting race as well. Probably a bit of a betting proposition for the Ladbrokes punters right around the nation. Gab, what do you got for us? Learning to fly. I'll lead the way here at the three dollars. The big gal, Kimochi, your next line of betting and last start winner at sixes. Tis invincible. Six fifty. Was it Tropical Squall the one you like? Last uh, yes, year? yes, yes. Seven dollars fifty. Returning tomorrow and uh, Macarena, your next line at nines. Roll on high. Heads the rest at fifteen. I'm going to steal another stat from the On The Drift podcast. Once again, I'm crediting them. Mm -hmm. Chad Schofield's last Group 1 win was Sontag in the 2014 Queensland Derby. I hope and anticipate that will change tomorrow with the popular learning to fly. Mm. We won a Cox Plate on Seamus Award, Lankin Rupee in the new market. He had a great time as a young kid, Yeah, didn't he just he? went bang, 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 and then obviously spent a lot of time overseas. Oh, so God. those stats are a little bit diluted, but... It did surprise me that it's probably been nearly 10 years since his last... Yeah, well, she's the right filly to win his next group one. I mean, she's a beast. But this is a hell of a crop of mm. three old fillies. It's a very, very deep field. Um, I think she's the obvious one. She just is... She's got X Factor written all over her. But, um, yeah, very good race. Roll on high. I mean, she's super exciting. That win back at Flemington, uh, you know, she beat Komochi there. Um, came from 16th of the 400, if you don't mind, to... Uh, Get up and win. So, um, yeah, very good race. Uh, what's your pick, mate? I think Tropical Squall will just control the race and win. Uh, and I think what happens, she, did, she doesn't get 2,000. She doesn't get 2,500. So people look at it and, oh, she didn't run well in the Oaks, mm. which was 
Legitimately, and I say this with all respect to people who backed it, was one of the dumbest things you could do backing on Oaks Day because I don't think anyone thought you could get <laughs> 2,500 metres. Well, I don't think anyone thought you could actually get to Flemington and run 2,500 <laughs> metres. She didn't run 2,000 in the race previous and all of a sudden you expected to get an extra 500 on Oaks Day. So I, I felt it was, and we spoke about this on SEN track at the time, but I think that she's, she's a real good 1,400 metre, 1,600 metre horse. Hieronymus is in unbelievably great form. They're, they're teaming up so well. They've got a great chemistry. they the, the trainer and jockey, uh, and I think she'll control the race. I think she'll be really hard to run down. Really hard to run down. You're, are you with me or are you with Thought in the Fly? I think they'll run the Quinella. I might back them both and okay. make a profit because yep. I like the fact you're going to have one strong off the speed through the mm -hmm. line and one up on speed. So if you're going to back multiple runners in the race, I think that's a perfect way for it to plan out. I do think they're clearly the top two. I'll be taking a quaddy with just those mm -hmm. two gallopers. Mm -hmm. Gab? I'm going to go with learning to fly. But... You know, I think I think she's just. Oh, I love. I've always loved the horse. She's just a big, yeah. strong girl. And yeah, look, the three dollars. I don't know if I'm going to have a bet actually in the race. I'll see. Follow opposites are two group ones because you've got Fangirl, who we just expect to win, and she will. And then in the other race, there could be six winners that wouldn't surprise yeah. you. And I think, you know, it, it's it, that's how you want group one racing in a perfect world. It doesn't always obviously happen that way. But like last week. Blue Diamond and Oakley Plate, similar situation, right? We've got, you know, six, seven, eight winning chances and I think the surround stakes is a, a really good example. But of I, I also like it when there is a standout elite galloper at around that sweet spot for favourite punters and we have that tomorrow with Fangirl and had it last week with Mr Brightside. If you want to back a $1.50 winner, there it is. If you want to bet in the Oakley Plate where it's... Seven dollars a real seeker, which I'm not. Yeah, so, uh, dollar yeah. fifty might be a little lean, but I get your point, Quinny. Quick break for Ladbrokes. Make sure you're Ladbroke and get the Ladbrokes app. There's so much more to get into. The Australian Guineas for the three-year-olds in Melbourne coming away next. doesn't matter if he doesn't win, okay? Listen, fellas, he's won by getting here. You know what I mean? They call it the All-Star Mile because it's the best horses in Australia to race over the mile. And they're locked away. Stand by for a start. The All-Star Mile is like a $5 million bank heist. And there's 15 gangs trying to raid the vault. It's the richest mile race in Australia. Push, push, push. I feel like I want another one of these trophies. Jamie is the best female jockey in the world. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of prestige involved. In this stable, we have 80 horses. You just got to want it. For a little bloke from Tassie, we're under no illusions that it's a massive class rise. It's death for the taking. Destiny in the making. Placings, we all say, is like the first loser. No flash Harry's here, it's all head down, bum up. This is as elite as you can get. Set the gallop. We're pushing forward to the All-Stars, no question. You're good enough to be here, mate. People throwing up in a little stick. And they're away. I'll be keeping a very close eye on him. He's gone. Unfortunately for the poor kids, all it consists of is horses, horses, horses. Here they come. It is going to be heart-in-your-mouth stuff.
Brilliant doco. If you haven't seen it, Miles in front centering it around last year's All-Star Mile, which had a million different stories in it. Of course, if you see the doco, Quinny is, is in it, which is unbelievable. But even more unbelievable is that Quinny's now going to feature prominently on Channel 7 because it's about to be across the wonderful network of Channel 7, who, of course, only hire the best from March 11. Check local guides, of course. You get it on Binge, KO and Foxtel as well. But remarkable. We have never, ever done a promo like that before. And, of course, our man, he features in the ad and we had to play it. So you look good? No, 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 enough, oh. enough talking about, <laughs> about me, which are words I'll really say. But you were outstanding in that documentary. Mm. I think we Thank saw you, so Queen. much of you. There were three absolute stars. You were one of them. A bloke with a very crude haircut from Tassie was one of them. Scotty Brunton. And Jamie Carr was the other one. Mm. Very good. We'd never heard Jamie speak like that. And I think it took us behind the curtain of Jamie a little bit we got to learn a lot more about her and your point of view was great because you fleshed out exactly what goes into the preparation what the trainers go through and a lot of the times I think they're like the public where you're just waiting to see what's going to happen on race day just like everyone else. Yeah well had everything so they had this script they had uh, four horse to follow well like any drama series things change mm. so uh, Zaki um, had a reaction to a vaccine he uh, had, for, had to go for a spell, Tuval had to go for a spell uh, Jamie Carr had a bad fall, mm. so uh, that changed uh, our jockey for the All Star Mile. So um, a lot of things, a lot of things changed, and um, yeah, it's a very, very good doco. Uh, get on and watch it. It's a very good snapshot for. We knew the story, but if you didn't know the mm. story, I'm sure you'd be really enthralled watching it. I, I think it's, a, it, and as, as Quinny so perfectly said there, the fact you have to pivot when you no longer have your jockey available, and I think the insight that you give about what goes in behind the scenes when you've got to make a decision like that to. To, to find a jockey that suits your horse, suits the track, suits the race, isn't already involved. So, brilliantly done. So, cross Channel 7 from March 11, which is the best. And you, I know you're a big part of it, Quinny. We do take the piss. Well, I do, but uh, you're brilliant in it. Not big enough. You, you should have got more. No doubt. Okay, there you go. It's always next time. <laughs> Self-insertion, Quinny. <laughs> Australian Guineas time, of course, for the three-year-olds at headquarters. Flemington's going to be a wonderful day of racing. Uh, let's have a look at the Labrokes marker. I assume Riff Rocket's still your red-hot favourite? Absolutely, and what a race. I'm very much looking forward to this. Riff Rocket leads the way at the $2.50 King Colorado. Next line at the 7's V8 at the 8. Southport Tycoon, 11 Snow Patrol at the 12. We'll start with you, Gab. Where are you leaning? So, I am leaning towards Riff Rocket. I think he said, see you later to King Colorado the other day. I think King Colorado would have to improve to beat him tomorrow. The other one I really like here is V8. I was going to put him on top, but after watching the replays, I just thought, no, I've got to keep Riff Rocket on top. He is a big boy, V8. I think he's going to take so much benefit from that tough 1400 last start. I think he is a great chance here. The one at odds I don't mind also is a Puglia, 34 bucks. Mm. So I might put that in a little same race multi top four. I couldn't agree more, Gabs. I think Riff Rocket has to be your starting point, deserves to be favourite. It was so impressive getting the job done first up over the unsuitable trip. But I think the value does lie with V8. Resumed from a spell with a very impressive victory and then last time out lost absolutely no at Morris behind Mr Brightside. Hopefully can take further fitness from that and be mighty hard to beat on Saturday. You got an idea? What are you thinking? Uh, we've got two in the race, mm -hmm. um, so I know the race well. Uh, Riff Rocket, to me, there was clear intent first up. He walked in the yard and he was ready to go. Mm -hmm. he, he looked very forth for one of Chris's horses. He loves Flemington. Um, he, he's very hard to beat. Perfect barrier draw for him. In a field of 16, there's be, there'll be a good push on and he'll be flying home. Uh, King Colorado, of course, blinkers on first time. V8, yes. Uh, 
Got to get a strong mile, mm. um, but 1.4 lengths behind Brightside is mm. good form. Again, drawn well. As for our two, I think Otago is a lesser of the hopes. I love the horse. It's all first prep. That's our concern. What about the gear? Because you made some gear changes prior to his last start. It was the first time in his career that he was defeated. Certainly lost Noah Morris, ran really well. And you haven't tinkered with that gear as well. So the same gear changes we saw for the first up run, or the last time run we see again tomorrow. Yeah, he does things so easily. So every trial and race start prior to last start, he just wanted to lug in when he got to the front. So he put a little bubble cheeker to remind him and he went, he went pretty straight. So it stays on. Um, he only got beaten 1.6 by two Group 1 winners at his third start. Done a great job. I can't see where the improvement comes from uh, versus uh, Riff Rocket, who is going to improve being second up. And he's mm. still going, so he's obviously going really well. But can you ex explain and flesh out the difference between, I'll use a horse like V8 who's, and Riff Rocket. They've had this big campaign already. They've had a spell and they've come back. First, your bloke, it's almost like, even though they're the same age, one's second year in the AFL system and one sort of five or six years in. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that general, exactly, AFL point is correct. And as for the preparation, it's like squeezing a lemon. You keep squeezing, all of a sudden there's no, no juice left. So you put them out for a spell, they recharge, they grow, they come back and he'll find three or four lengths. Um, V8's interesting. He didn't have a very long break. So he had, a, he had a short, you know, two or three week spell and then he was up early, a bit like Giacomo last year trying to win these group ones early. So he'd be, he'd be spot on for that race. Um, the one of ours I like is Snow Patrol. Mm -hmm. uh, I think um, he's the horse who's had those runs, had a beautiful spell. I think winning a Group 2 first up was a bonus. He was 85% fit, probably underdone for one of our horses first up. With three-week gap, had a perfect time of it. Barrier 7 is beautiful. Now, Mark Zara did choose to go with King Colorado. Mm. I don't blame him. He's a Kingman Colt. If he wins a Group 1, well, there's more at stake than prize money. Uh, but our horse... Um, if anything's going to beat Riff Rocket, I think it can be him. Oh, there we go. That's a good little push. I like it. Now, he's named after the band, right? Yeah. He is, yep. Yeah. He's out of band. Rock, what's he out of rock and roller, is There you go. Beautifully done. Now, there's two things. I, I just don't think V8 runs a strong mile. And I I, I know it's, it's, it's hard to say a horse is a little disappointing in a Group 1 in the Caulfield Guineas, but he had every opportunity to win that. Like, every opportunity in the world and... I thought it was a slight bit disappointing. I know his three-year-old against the open horses last start, but he had every chance. He had every chance to be able to run into the placings. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sold. And Racing Victoria desperately need Riff Rocket or King Colorado or Snow Patrol to go bang mm -hmm. and get into the All-Star Mile to add the angle to it. Three of them. There's no reason why a group of them can't go that way. I'm not... I'm not saying they can't, but I need one of them to be yeah. able to... And, and Chris Waller doesn't traditionally... Now, I'm sure there's someone out there who's going to tell me I'm wrong, but I reckon he's only had two runners at a race. Yeah. Colding and, I think, Star of the Sea. And they've, they've never really been horses no. that have been in the market. So he hasn't necessarily been a huge believer or at least fan of the All-Star Mile when it comes to his best horses. Fangirl was provisional last year then ended up staying in Sydney. So I think Race of Victoria need it. <laughs> Riff Rocket, I think, is a star. Yep. And I think we'll see him in, a, in like race. Like 2,000 metres fits him perfectly. He yeah. won the derby on class. I don't think he yeah. runs a strong 2,500 metres. Yeah. I think 2,000 metres sees him out. And I think he is going to be alongside Fangirl, their Labrox Cox the plate horse. The he won last start, yeah. he just, like, to me, that was seriously dominant. I th yeah, I Andy Flattner's second up. He's going to be the only concern, but as you said, I think he's, he's forward. King Colorado hit that sort of flat spot, uh, and it allowed uh, Riff Rocket to give him a little nudge and get into the into the air, but he's got to be able to turn it around. But he's a, he's a high-quality horse too, King Colorado. It's a good race. Well, we're going through tomorrow. I might grab the... 
bull by the horn and just mm -hmm. uh, talk about some of the gallopers you've got. And this would be a good time to, to tell Hugh Fitzpatrick, get the record ready for the socials because <laughs> people want to hear what Mick's got. And it's continued the theme. So we have an ongoing joke. Hugh, who runs the socials, mm -hmm. who came in before. I just met Hugh, yeah. yeah. Good man. He can't, he's now eight from eight coming in. When Gabby's in here, yeah, and there's been six episodes Gabby's yep. not in, and he's zero from six. So I'm not saying there's stats a theme don't lie. with the, stats stats, don't lie. the data and the stats point to the fact that Gabby's in. <laughs> you will find an excuse to pop in, and today oh, I have to mm -hmm. come and meet you. And yep. sometimes you have to come and just adjust and my he, his, his shirt was coming up. Oh, oh yeah, I noticed that he yeah. got the six pack out a little bit. So, so well done, you. So 14 times we've done the show now. Eight from eight with Gab, zero from six. Gab's not here, so we'll run with that going forward. But we'll kick off with race two, number seven. Aramco did everything bar win last time out. Can go one better tomorrow? I uh, can. There's not much pace on paper, which we find as trainers doesn't always work out that way. Everyone has the same opinion. They go, oh, not much pace, we'll go forward. But if he gets the lead, uh, he can win. He was just annoyed by, um, I think it was Mick D outside of him, and uh, Jamie Carr on El Soyado just sat off and got past him late. So he can win, uh, medium confidence. Now, race number five, you've got a two-pronged attack. You've got Down Low, who was terrific breaking the sale maiden last time out, steps up in grade. And Elative, number 10, who's a maiden, but I think it's safe to say shouldn't be. Yeah, if you... <laughs> you've given me shudders. <laughs> yeah, Mick and I are still traumatised. Um, so we say Illative. Uh, so she's Elation's little sister. Um, we debuted her at Flemington um, two starts ago, and she had a virus out of that, gave her a spell... Uh, this prep's all been, she can win trials by big margins, very fast filly, but we just try to bring her back and get her to settle and finish off. And um, yeah, Packenham, it's the biggest track in Australia, but she got held up something shocking and Damien Lane came back and said, if she had to run ninth, I would have been very happy. He said, horses shouldn't do what she just did, picked herself off the ground and, and ran fourth you know, up the hill. So um, we took the view, if she had have won, we would have come here. Um, still, it's a very good race, just hope things work out for her. Well, she's, do you have a preference or do you think they're both terrific winning chances with a bit of luck I in running? I think both the stakes type fillies, obviously downloads already stakes place twice. Uh, she had a little setback, tried well, um, probably more of a place chance. I just think Illative's got a bit of X factor about her. Um, I hope she's as good as what we think she is and lets down properly on race day because at home she shows us very nice things. Beautifully done. Anything else? Quinn, we've got to yeah. squeeze a break in. Um, we'll squeeze a break okay. and we'll come back and talk about race number seven with Rykoki. And the Black Book and the Crystal Ball. So much to get into. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Get the app, Ladbrokes app. Get it right now and Ladbroke it. Right around Australia, all thanks to Ladbrokes. Firing up for a Friday morning. Quinny, I cut you off when you were... Smack bang, firing questions at our main man. What do you got for him? We head to race seven tomorrow. You've got a strong hand, Raikoki, though. A perfect two from two and looks really hard to beat again. Yeah, 19 runners. Got the whole straight covered. So, uh, <laughs> Raikoki uh, won last week. He's pulled up super. So for a million bucks, uh, why not back him up? Uh, he's a very talented horse. Interesting how they're going to form. I think they'll go in the middle of the track. So Jordan Childs will just sort of roll forward on him. Um, Arubaros is an entire. Craig Newitt thinks when he's in behind, he's less genuine, so he'll be forward as well. Uh, he's placed twice down the straight. Uh, Robrick is a bit of a bit of a knockout hope. Um, one first up, uh, going super and drawn well, I think, in barrier ten, the middle. And uh, Frawley, he is not the worst hope at sixty-one dollars against our horses at home. He matches up very well, like a stakes horse coming. Uh, he's only had one start, but he's absolutely flying. So first fours, quaddies. Uh, be safe with him. 
Get your pen and pad out. We're going to go through a black book segment here with some runners that we're going to see mm. soon from your team, starting with Amenable. Amenable, uh, he's, he was gelded after the two-rack. He's come back better. He's more mature. Uh, he used to be a horse who's slow away. He's now beginning well. You want to jump out by four or five on Monday. He'll go to the Shaftesbury Avenue at Flemington next Saturday, Group 3. Then I think the George Ryder, where he probably can't beat Fangirl, but if he was to run well and sneak into the Doncaster, 50 kilos, who knows? Might be a good pre-post bet there. Globe? Globe's super. He's probably uh, two weeks off a trial. Uh, no great amb ambitions, but I suppose if he got going really well, he may have to go north. Uh, he's going super. Uh, very excited by him. He's probably the most exciting horse in the stable. What do you need? What you need's back. Uh, he got up yesterday morning with Daniel Moore on board on the grass. It's to slow him down. He said he was going to let rip. He was going that well. He's trialling Monday. He's going first up at Flemington on the 30th of March in the listed Bob Hoisted 1,000 metres down the straight. Charmstone? Charmstone's back in the stable. She's been aimed at the Robert Sankster, Group 1. She's a Group 1 filly. Just got to win one. And a sneaky one out wide, Lafrakis. Lafrakis, yeah. Picked up there. Well done by you. Uh, he's a nice horse by Knight of Thunder. Uh, we bought him in England at the sales. Uh, he's trialled well, hence why you're asking me, I presume. Um, he's probably three months off a trial, just gone back, um, three months off a race start, just gone back into work. What sort of race would you be thinking long term there? With Life Rackers? <laughs> Cox Plate. No! What, bang. what kind bang. of a Cox Plate! This is the early mail. <laughs> Do you have a quick black book? <laughs> quick black book. All of his stable! Yeah, and no, same else? as yours. You run with yours. Yeah, well, no, you go because I changed mine. Oh, did you Because you gave me a name. Ruta Royale, yeah. who was very impressive through mm. the line in the Blue Diamonds. The best maiden in the country for mine. Mm. We'll go to Flemington next time out, then go up to Sydney mm. and contest the Champagne. I think we'll mm. break the maiden this preparation. Yeah, the race at V8 won last year, he'll win this yes. year. Gab? From last weekend, Scully, for me, he rattled home at $131, 1300 Hopefully next start, I think he wins. And mine's a little different. Coleman, right? People, this is what happens, right? Horses start favourite in Group 1 races and for a multitude of reasons don't run to the market expectation. Everyone jumps off. Coleman is a very nice horse, needs a hell of a lot of experience, got a fair bit of it last Saturday. It will win a Group 1. In fact, I reckon he'll win the Moya in the spring. And you're not going to ask the great man here. We've got the yeah. best trainer in the country. You've put his selection up. He just gave us 13 black books. You got that yeah. one? I'm still shuddering. Illative's my black book. Yes, there we go. Hopefully yeah. breaks them up. Quick best bet for the weekend. Quick. Oh, you I'll, go do, first. I'll do mine. Um, best in value. My best is race one, number one, Cinderella Days. She trialled beautifully. Um, I think if she brings that form, mm -hmm. if we remember back to about a year ago, mm -hmm. she almost beat in secret. Mm -hmm. If she brings that form, she's bigger, she's stronger, she looks great. I think she is a great bet in race one. Unfortunately, we've got one scratching, so she's into $2.80. Okay. Anyway, you've got 10 seconds, Quinny. Less than. Race five, number five, Moesha. Strong through the line and well placed to register a second career victory. Uh, the Guineas snow patrol each way all day. Beautifully done. Uh, I've got Tropical Squall. I'll give you a quick crystal ball around a time. Buckaroo wins a Group 1 before the end of 2024, and it may well be in the Doncaster. $15 a lay, Brogues. Lift, Maybe have a look. Patrick. Thanks for coming, brother. Thank See you very ya. Much.